0: Love Talk Radio. Look, I got
1: We've been awfully quiet, have we? Lost you in the static. Behind the scenes
0: doing damage. Full savage for the family. New status, biscuit at me. Wrong turn with the Eddie. Wouldn't walk down my Abbey. Ooh, from the wrong side of Kelly. True, straight bullet to your body. I should track my tally. The quiet, how we got a death valley. Get yep, the talking wildly. They want me badly, you'll regret it, buddy. Come collect the bounty, settle debts surrounding. Trouble met, allow on flowers, kept in family. Funeral, bro, you feel family. Write it for these niggas, I'm a ghost. Write it for myself, I'm the ghost. I used to keep from freezing with the stove, with the bro. That was back when I was 20 years old. In a queue, when my roots still planted in the coast. Make you get nasty if I triple up the growth. Make a bitch your naked and bro. I was known for different women with a some different strokes. I'm the man back home. I'm back home. Riverside motherfucker got the juice in the post. They got shade, they got salt. They got played after the stove. They got played, I got paid. I make waves, I make dough. I just roll with the punches. I might some assault. They ain't throwing no punches. They in the stove. in the tuck, now. Rip out the throat. Get on icy and pose. They sent timely. I know why they're always so I run a it through the agua. Turn the groupie shit to follow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Rubble swimming in a broad enough your awkward when you call it up the hardest to the swallow. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See a fan, think I need me katana. Uh-huh. Get a pole, have them bear, show the talent. Money walking in my wallet, make an ice pasta. I should fuck around and buy like that. Name another motherfucker throw like that. Refer on sky net, preserve and fight back. Looking in the mirror, while your mirror's hijacked the server IMEX, the bureau high deck. Pushing interference, down. are type less, arrow digress, her hair up digest. Pressy couple women in the cross like that If you on psych up, I don't care with the shit I'm signed up. What is that? No sittles tight up. Money on the line, I'm tight up. Make moves out here, work like dust. Make making noise out here, don't mind us. Ayy, we few little bitches on track, us. Uh. Ayy, little bitches on track, us. Uh. We bet little bitches on track, us. Uh. Here's Ayy, she only fuck with you to get the rent paid. Bandel, no, mmm, from a mixed race. Money here like habits like a
2: in. you live on Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire with your host, Nakia. Y'all know I'm excited, right? When I play like music music, like y'all haven't heard an intro in two weeks so or two episodes, I should say. So what I did the other day was I just put it out there. Like I'm looking for new intro music because I need, you know, the new show that's about to start next month. We had to push it back. some some weeks um but new music mondays uh to it tuesdays you got your regular indie fire on thursdays and he said he said she said on saturdays so i need new intro music for all shows i'll just put it out there because my people they seriously fell asleep on me i mean seriously like i understand you having your own shit that you got to get done or whatever but that doesn't stop me from doing everything that I got to do for everybody every single day. I'm just going to put that out there because y'all know how I am. But uh, we got some new music that's coming um, from a lot of a variety of artists. that gave me a lot to choose from uh, for, for the intros for the shows. Uh, but that right there was Willis with We're Back. Willis was our 2018 best uh, female, no he wasn't, <laughs> best male hip-hop uh, singer. And he won for that song right there. Uh, which was, again, we're back. Yeah, and we're back right here. Uh Something else I want to put out there, because you know how I like to, to to put people on blast, you realize I got a new co-host, right? Right? But y'all only heard from him just like I ain't heard from him, right? Right? So I'm going to go ahead and put that ultimatum out there right now. Um, King, darling, who we only had two episodes together. Um But if you're not here on Thursday, I'm going to be looking for another co-host. So that's out there. So y'all see him. That's King. Uh of Entertainment, got me in Tampa. If you see him, you let him know. You've got to be here on next Thursday, or I'm looking for another co-host. All right? This wasn't my vision for the show to just, you know, be up here by myself, talking to myself. Uh, Not that I don't mind doing it, because y'all know me. I got to get the gab, so I can, you know, I can rock with you all night um, just talking. But that's not the vision that I have for the show. All right? So, sweetie, make sure you're here on Thursday, or we got to bring in another co-host. Okay? No love loss. Uh, you know, we don't discuss, you know, the entertainment news or the celebrity news on Tuesdays and Thursdays because we saved that for Hot Topics on Saturday. So I really never know what's going on uh, other than the fact that I think since the last time we talked, uh, 21 Savage did get released. Um, he's still waiting on the deportation hearing, uh, but he is released after being locked up for nine days. I read an article the other day, you know, I think it was yesterday, to state that he's not going anywhere without putting up a fight. You know, he's been here since the age of seven in the United States, um, in Atlanta, to be exact, and uh, that's home to him. No matter what his birth certificate says, that's home. So he's not putting up a fight. Oh, he is. He's not leaving. There we go. Without putting up a fight. So, um, and I don't really think there's so much and so many people behind him in the industry. Like, that's that's going to be a huge fight, I feel. A huge fight, and I don't really think ICE is going to be up for it. I really don't. I wish somebody would fight your president like that, but that's um, neither here nor there. Uh, also, in the news, back at the end of January, you know that we reported that Jesse Smollett was um, the victim of a homophobic and racial attack, allegedly. Um, it just seems like there's so many things every day. I read something differently, and I love Jesse. He's like, almost my favorite, you know, um actor on on Empire. But it just seems like recently uh there's been so much in the news. That I don't know if it's the media, I don't know, you know, how they're slipping information that they're getting, I don't know. But what I do know is another motherfucker better not send me another meme about him. That's all I know. Don't send me shit out, all right? I don't want to see it. I I don't find it funny. Um, whether or not this was a hoax, whether or not it was staged, whether or not until you know, heard what occurred in Chicago, stop talking about it. You know, I feel like that's the problem with this, this, um, this race. You know what I'm saying? You get behind people for a minute until you get all of the facts. I feel like you should be rocking with that person, um, because of the platform that he stands on, you know, um. I just feel like you should just rock with that person until you know exactly all that is going on. And, again, we know how the media can can flip-flop to suit their purposes um, and not really give you the truth. I know I saw today where um, they wanted to question him, you know, because they got another tip. And, you know what I'm saying, it's been like almost a month, and now all of a sudden you remember that you saw him in the elevator of his building. With the two, you know, alleged suspects, you now remember like a month later. Um, so that's what I'm saying, y'all. Just be be mindful of what you say because at the end of the day, this is still another um, gay black man. All right, so you know he has so many stigmatisms up against him already because of that right there. But I just feel like we as a culture, you know, instead of bashing someone. Um, should be trying to uplift him and his family. They got to read this stuff that you're posting. You know, this is not, it's not funny. Um, it's not. Then I also know if you flip that coin, um, if something worked to really, you know, something else were to really happen to him, you wouldn't know if he was the boy crying wolf. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't know if, if this was legit. You know, you wouldn't know if he needed to help him because of everything that's been put out. You know, so just be mindful of what is said, um, what you show, how you act when the tables are turned, if that shit was on you, you know, would you want people or Would you want them doing what you're constantly doing in my inbox, in my DM every day? So do not send me no more on Jesse Smollett, all right? Put that out there. Thank you much. Thank you much. Now, you know, this show isn't about me. Never has been. Somebody's going to come up here and interview me one day, though. That that would be awesome. But the show isn't about me. I do have a very special guest uh, on with me tonight. I can't remember how I met her. I know it was on ID, um, but I don't know if, if my assistant reached out to her, if I reached out to her. Probably with me. Um, and listening to her music, it had to be me. But in talking to this young lady, probably to the show, I found out some, you know, some interesting facts about her. I like it when people get here on time so that you can actually top it up with them, prior to, you know, having a slide right into the interview. But I did find out some very interesting things about her. And I just want you to listen. Just sit back and listen. um how she vocalizes what she needs to say um how her answers are in depth you know how they're just not a quick short response that leaves you hanging like what the hell is she talking about but how she actually perceives what is being said and then gives you an astounding answer and i said that because she's 21 and we had a lot of younger guests on the show you know like 16 18 19 you know and um but they're at that level where, you know, all they know to talk about is, is music. Um, they're not really in school, of course. They're not really secure about talking about anything because they haven't experienced life, so to speak, you know. But, for her be, you know, for her being so young, I thought her answers, you know, just um, they, they came out with the knowledge of a person that, you know, has some talking about none other than uh, Rory Rain. She was born on January, January. <laughs> that was me. She was born on June 26th in the 90s, growing up in Atlanta, Georgia. A rapper, a singer, Rory Rain began her climb to start as a model and social media presence on Instagram and YouTube. Now, I'm going to have to insert right here. She said she was, you know, she started out as a model. I don't know if you've seen the pictures, you know, that we promoted, but she's a beautiful, beautiful young lady. I just wanted to throw that in there. Because uh, I feel like we should give praise when it's due. And I said talk about it later, but give praise when it's due. Very beautiful young lady. Um, but what happened on Instagram, um, I'm sorry, on YouTube, she had over 10,000 subscribers, and uh, her account was hacked. And you all know what happens when, when that happens. You got to start all the way back over. You know, and that has to be the most frustrating thing to have to um, work so hard to acquire all of this following, and then somebody with nothing better to do hacks your account, and you got to start from scratch. Sometimes that's a good thing, though. It weeds out a lot of negative energy that you may not need following you, Um, but that's still got to be tough, still got to be tough. She then turned to Instagram for all of her mainstreaming um, networking. Her music is influenced by artists like Ice Cube, NWA, The Ghetto Boys, Tupac. And queen Latifah, just to name a few. Now, that's a combination um, right there. Because when I look at her, uh, even as a rapper, like I don't, I don't see. Okay, maybe the queen. I don't see uh, Ghetto Boys and n w a NWA. Um, we're gonna talk about that. With her music, Rory aspires to touch others and inspire them in ways that music has inspired her throughout her life. So, Andy by listening audience and our supporters and our fans. I present to you this evening our guest right here on Indy saya, Miss Rory Rain. How are hey you guys? Doing? You already know what's going on.
1: How are you? I'm
2: good, I'm good, I'm good. And I don't know what it is. I don't know. We get the ladies on the show. Like that energy is it's amazing. You know, it's a burst of sunshine, a fresh burst of sunshine when we have the females on the show. Um not because I'm a female and I'm going to, you know, rock with them a little harder. <laughs> you know, I do. I just feel like they bring so much more energy, you know, to the show. So thank you for being here tonight because you could have been anywhere. You could have been anywhere. Thank but you. so you. Thank you so much. I want to say that, you know, first. I'm jumping right into this. Um, where where did you get your musical start from?
1: Um, I was always, like, I hung around my dad a lot like, my dad always played, like, what he liked listening to. Like, he would always just play different things. And he'll say, oh, uh, you know, don't tell your mom. Or don't go back telling your mom what you just listened to. (laughs) And I'll never forget. Like, he played, I forgot what song it was. I think it was Doodoo Brown. He played Doodoo Brown. And I came upstairs. And I was always that child. I was, like, the weird child. Like, I'm the oldest. But at the same time. I'm, like, the weirdest one because I will never forget. And this is literally how I started. My mom can tell you this story and everything. Like, my dad played me the song. We were outside in his Camaro at the time. And he told me, like, he always tells me. And at this time, I was seven. And I have, like, I have four brothers. And I was coming upstairs. But before I went upstairs, he said, don't tell your mom what we were out here listening to. And I said, okay. Okay. But the tune was still in my mind, so check this out. You got a 7-year-old female child, like a daughter, come in the house, and my mom walked behind me. I didn't know she was behind me. I was getting ice, and I was like, do do doodoo do brown, do brown. <laughs> incorporating my own lyrics, and she was like, what's wrong with you? Like, where did you even get that from? That's not even a song. Who let you listen to that? Why did who whose remix was that? And I was like, "That's my remix." And she was like, "What?" So you think you're a rapper now? And I was like, "Mom, I'm everything. You know, like I'm just playing around." But it like from that point, it just spread on. Like I used to go around the house making songs about being itchy. I, I went around the house. Like I'll never forget. Me and my brothers played in the grass, and my parents always said, "Don't play in the grass." Because it was, like, four boys, and then I'm the only girl. But one of my brothers is allergic to grass, and she said, you guys don't go out playing in the grass. We went out playing in the grass anyway. Like, I don't know what it was, but we were so defiant. And we played in that grass. We came back in the house. I was like, yo, I'm itchy. And then they kept saying, yo, we're itchy, we're itchy, we're itchy. And the next thing you know, I made a song about being itchy. Like, it was a whole rap (laughs) house in the tub. They have it on VHS and everything. I was in
0: there
1: talking about, wow. I'm itchy, I'm itchy, trying to throw it back because I'm getting itchy. Well, well, you need a soap. I'm getting <laughs> clean, but while I'm clean, I'm still getting that itchy. Okay, yeah, itchy, no. it's Breaking down the say itchy, itchy, I remember that. No, no, I was it's my daddy's fault. <laughs> so it's my daddy's fault. <laughs>
2: Other than, other than your dad, because my father was, and he was also a roller skater, like professional um, back in Brooklyn. And so um, that's all I grew around, like all, all types of music, all genres of music, because his love and his passion for music was so, so deep. And then my mother's side of the family, everybody, either they play an instrument or, you know, they're a vocalist. Um, so music is, is been pushed in my head since, you know, I could walk. Do you come from a musical background
1: um no my parents- like my parents and my family like they're very strict and enclosed, like honestly, me even doing music, it created like a lot of spiral in my family only because it was kind of just like you cannot be taking this serious like I dropped out of college, you know what I mean, and I died like I dove head first into music. And the thing about me was the reason, like, my mother was very, like, she was livid. My father was more so like, yo, you know, like, you have your own decisions in life, and you choose your own path. So whatever you do, I support you 100%, but just know that I'm not going to support you financially if you screw up. And I was totally fine with that. I was like, I don't care. Because you right. know, like, it's not like you, nobody was supporting me when I was in college anyway. Nobody gave me college funds, money. I had to put that money out on my own, and so it was just, like, at the time, um, when I was in the, I I had dual enrollment when I was in high school. When I did, you know, go to college, I was a junior. I was, like, 17 turning 18 when I graduated high school, so I was already a junior at that age. Like, I was so young, and I had just, like, literally just financed a vehicle. And I kept going through classes, and I noticed, you know, like I was sitting down with my financial advisor. She was like, you know, um, so in this trimester, your um, financial aid is going to run out. And I was thinking to myself, like, how? You know, like, <laughs> I've been doing this with y'all since, like, 11th grade. But right, she right, sat me right. down and she told me, and she was showing me the finances. As she showed me the finances, I was looking like, oh, you a liar. I ain't paying that. Because I got not that damn car. That car is on my credit, and I barely got it. So, that's uh, about it is. And when I dropped out, I was, like, I had just met, um, this is a funny, funny story that I've only told one person. But when I dropped out, I had just met Banker o Fresh, And me and him wow. was, like, like, he was really, really cool. He was, like, a big brother. And I would hang out with him all the time, like, I will never forget some people are like, Oh, like are y'all dating? I'm like, No, that's like that's literally just a friend. Like he kinda like just took me up under his wing and he was, and at that mm-hmm. time I more so wanted to come out into the world as a singer. And I'll never forget I was at Street Dex and he was just like, yo, you know, like see like he he told me literally straight up. He was like, Yo, singing is dope. You talented But I feel like you'll you'll be more heavy as a rapper and I was like you think so i looking at him like i think i just want to sing he was like nah like you gotta do both if not just be a rapper because your lyrics are on point and i would hate to see you just you know like writing music for other people when you can it yourself because you got your delivery is on point like everything about you is just on point point. and so from there i would just start spitting and it was just like i had recorded um I was scared. I was always scared to record as a rapper because I was like, I don't know what my family would think. Like, I felt like my mother and my father would probably take me being a singer a little more lightly because, you know, like, when you think of a singer, you think about softness. Like, you don't think about a lot of different things. But when you think about a rap, it can go a lot of different ways. And then what I rap about is kind of just like, oh, I know that's not my daughter because she wasn't raised this way. Like, we, like when I say my family was very enclosed, like, they were so strict I have never been over someone else's house without my mother being there. Like, if she was there, I was there. But if she wasn't there, I couldn't be there. You know, so it was like I never really had that teenage life. So when I dropped out, I was all over the freaking place. And then after, you know, fresh died, it was kind of just like I was confused, like, yo, mm-hmm. you know, like, do a shot really be doing this you know like could I get shot up if I was doing it you know like things like that but I went in to the studio and I wasn't going in just to chill you know I was like I didn't clear my head and that's when that loaded song came out and I will never forget so, so I'm freaking about like I have put the song like the song was distributed everywhere and I was driving up around to Zaxby's, and I heard that song. And I had all my brothers in the car. I had just dropped out. Nobody knew anything. I didn't tell my parents anything. I was just talking about how, you know, like, oh, I'm just here to visit. So I was pulling around in Zaxby's, and next thing you know, I hear me like in somebody else's car. You know how lit that was at my age. I'm like, no, it's not my song. I know it's not my song. So I just stopped the car and I rolled the day, and I just sitting there listening like that is me. That's my music right there. And so I'm just jamming and the next thing you know one of my brothers is like, you must love you like that song. Huh? I was like, that's me. <laughs> that's me, nigga. <laughs> that's all me. Like I was in there turning up and I went home. I started showing my parents like, yo, this is what I got. This is what I did at the studio. I just heard myself. And my mom, she was like, she was like, pissed wasn't even work. She was like, my smartest baby, like, you're the reason why your brothers probably don't even want to go to school anymore. And I was like, well, that wouldn't be the reason. You can't be a rapper. Right. Rappers don't make money like that. You're supposed to be going to school to be a doctor. I think to myself, I'm like, well, you giving me some doctor money? Right. <laughs> Wasn't nobody funding this but me. You know, like, if you think about it, everything still falls back on me. So if it's my decision to go put my money on studio time. Let me put my money on studio time. Allow me to be me. Like, she wasn't doing that. And even to this day, sometimes, she might, like, we might be on the phone, and she'll say, like, hey, you know, like,
0: you think you're ever going to go
1: back to school? And I'm like, can you, like, chill for five seconds and let me live my life? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Five seconds, mm-hmm. bro, that's all I need. So, you know, that's how that went down. My of
0: course you
1: though. He 100% he... in it.
2: That's what's up. And I understand where you're coming from. As a mother, like I'm forever hiding my age, but, you know, as a mother of a 21-year-old and a 24-year-old, you know, when, he, when the oldest left to go to school, um, that's every parent's um, ambition and dream. Like you mentioned earlier in the show, um, before we, we went live, you know, how you want to, um, before you start having children, you want to be able to make sure that the foundation is laid for those kids. So you always want to give your kids better than what you had. And, you know, I, I went to the college, actually, I'm back in here again, but um, I went to school and I wasn't I wasn't happy, you know, I did my time at Syracuse University, I have a BS in, in political science, but I wasn't happy, because after I graduated, you know, shit changes, and you're not on the same level that you right. were when you first started school, for some people, and that was me, you know, I wanted to obtain the degree, but once I got out, like, I everything changed for me, and so... Wanted to get my children better, you know. My oldest, he went away to school, and my kids had always been in private Christian school, so I don't feel like they were sheltered because, you know, I'm a different type of parent. Like I don't, I don't follow other people's rules, you know. But they have to adhere to the school's rules. But he was a little bit sheltered when he right. went away to HBCU. You know, coming from an all-white private school, and you go to an HBCU, you know, it's just turn-up time. And you know, his first semester, he he did decent, but the second semester, it was just like, I'm just here, you know, like occupying space, and I had to come to the realization that uh, that's what I want for him, that's not what he wants for himself, and you see people going back to school all the time, like I mentioned, I'm back in school again, Um, but you see people, their lives, they shift in many different directions, and just because you're doing what you're passionate about right now, doesn't mean that 10 years from now, once you, you know, Acquire all of that success and all of that money to be able to pay for your college, you know, as opposed to picking out loans or getting scholarships or, you know, financial aid. You can put the bill on, you know, your education because of what you did that was so passionate to you. So I understand where your mom is coming from, but it's not the end of the world either, you know. You didn't lose brain cells. You're still that smart child that she raised. Um, and so, call oh, back, mom. Damn. When you hear on the radio, mom, you know, <laughs> you're going to be the first one talking about how, you know, I was always against that's this or I wasn't fond of this. You know what I'm saying? Now, exactly. Right. That's, that's my baby. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, that'll all work out. I feel that. That'll all work out. Most definitely. Where do you find your your motivation um, now? When you have somebody on your team, and I'm not saying that you don't have anybody now, but. You know, when you had that relationship with um, fresh and passed Away, what where now? What's your motivation now? Did you just keep doing this? Who's whispering in your ear every day? Like, you got to get up and make this happen. Um, who's that motivation for you?
1: Um, Mainly, to be honest, it's got to be like my father. Because even you know, sometimes, like, I might be afraid to show him, like, different songs. Like, I have songs that I haven't even put out yet that are, like, way better than the songs that I have put out. Because the first, you know, like the first things that I put out were more so like I'm trying to find myself, you know, but now it's like I know what I wanna do, how I wanna deliver it, and how it should come out, and definitely, like most definitely, the first song that I showed my dad, he was kind of like, "You know, I feel it, but I feel like from what I used to show you but this this is if you want to." this is the direction that you need to move or this is what you need to do. And then he'll say, if somebody trying to tell you not to say that, because if you want to say it, you need to say it. Just know I'm not going to listen to the whole thing because that's too explicit right. for me. You know, like he, right. he'll say something like that. And it's mainly my father because I mean, like I was telling you before, the main drive is generational wealth. Mm-hmm. But for me, my sake and my happiness, like I love music like that, like ever since I was younger. I don't know why it's just an attraction, and it's an I can say that it's an addiction as well because ever since my dad was showing me that type of music, like it's always been. I'm listening to that regardless of what Mama's talking about. Oh, I'm gonna do this right, regardless right? of what's going on. You know what I mean? Like my dad was chill, you know, chill. Don't say anything. Be cool. Be easy. Me mm-hmm. walk in there, you know, just be, chill out. I would go in there and dive in head for it first, like, on my, on my neck, so i could get mad just singing the music, but it was in my head, it wasn't anything that I could stop, and it just so happened, I would remix it, or I would play the song, and I would, you know, go to my brothers and be like, hey, tune this out, tune out what they're saying, but listen to me, because, you know, like, even though I was born in 97, at least for me, because, you know, maybe some people knew Loopholes, but... It wasn't no instrumental. I ain't know no instrumental like, right. late 2000s and stuff. I ain't know nothing about no instrumental. I would play other people's music and be rapping on their stuff. I would go to school downstairs in the in school basement where we have lunch, and I would be battle-rapping people. And I mainly battle rap guys. Like, I've never battle rap a female because when, in my school, like, well, as well, and it was multicultural. Like, and the crazy thing is, all the black kids would be downstairs in the, you know, in the basement after school when it was lunchtime. Like, in the lunch cafeteria, we're, after school, battle rapping, talking about, yeah, you know, your mama was hot. Oh, your mama's so fat. You know, like, we just went <laughs> yeah. off. And we playing other yeah. people's music, but we still rapping. And, and it was cool because you got all the kids sitting there. We playing, we can be playing Tupac, and but everybody's listening to you and everybody's tuning out what he's saying just to hear the instrumental so they can hear you on an instrumental. You know what I mean? Like who does that? I don't know nobody that does that. And my dad was always there 100%. Like no matter what I did, he's always been there 100% to like have my back on it. That's one thing I can say, you know, like as a parent, you do bump heads with your children. Like I still bump heads with my father to this day and I'm 21. But at the same time, I always know like, he's going to be in my corner. He's going to, you know, like he's going to be there to give me good advice. He's going to be there to let me know what I need to do, how I need to do it and what I need to run it on.
2: Would you say that your dad um, influences your style of music?
1: Yeah, he, he totally did. (laughs) There's no doubt in that. He totally did. But you know, like me being older, Instead of, you know, back when I was 17, trying to release tracks like, Loaded, y'all don't even understand, Loaded is a combination of lyrics. Like, I have a big, fat notebook that I have written in since I was seven that has nothing but lyrics in it. And because I want to, like, I have so much stuff, it's like a lifetime full of crap, like, a lifetime full of stuff, lifetime full of music that I can even drop. But the thing is, it's just like, from age seven all the way to 21, my headspace is a little different from what I was on back then. You know, and you can see the growth when you read it. And so the thing is, I might pick and choose different pieces and then add in and filter in some things from, you know, my life now or what's relevant now. And I'll release it, and no no one will ever know. Everybody just thinks, oh, my God, you just came up with that. Nah, i pick and chose off that one because I have, like, I have a whole journal. Like, I even showed it to Fresh. He sat there and he was like, oh, you were writing stuff like this at nine? I'm like, yo, you see the date? And the thing is, I'm so glad that I used to put dates on my stuff. Like, I would be in class. (laughs) Everybody's doing their work. I'm not even doing my assignment. I would do my assignment, but I would make sure I did it really, really fast just to get it out of the way. And I'll, you know, sit there and write lyrics. But the thing was, I wrote dates and everything on it. So when my teacher walked by, it looks like I'm doing my work when really – I'm screwing off in your class doing what I want to do. Like, even at 16, I remember um, I was typing up some paperwork for my job that I was at. I totally didn't even do the paperwork. I, I didn't even think about that twice. I was typing up lyrics, and I printed it off, and I put it in that notebook. So, like, I have influences from, like, a lot of things. Like, my dad would be, like, the main source. But, like, most of my music that you hear, it comes from, like, really personal things. Like, most of my music is, like, not even most of it, all of my music is true. Like, everything is true. But where people get confused, my metaphors, that's where it kind of flips it. Because now you're thinking, oh, this, no, 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 no. Now you're allowing me to sidetrack you. You need to stay on top Right. (laughs) Right.
2: Right. Now, seeing that you have this notebook, I thought I was the only one who kept notebooks, and they are so (laughs) important. They are so important. But in what way has your new music changed from when you first started? Seeing that you have a notebook that you can look back on, but you collaborate from old stuff with the new stuff, how would you say your new music has changed from your older music?
1: Man, me reading it, I can totally tell my age. Like, I have well some of it not all of it because like I was telling you like age 7 I'm rapping about being itchy age 7 I have a whole song like this is one thing a little personal about me but when I was younger I could not take shits unless my mom sat at the door with me and (laughs) and one day she was sitting like so the door would be closed but she would sit her back toward the door and I would just be sitting in there crying like I don't know why but that was me as a child and I will never forget at age 9 like I wrote a whole song about me taking a shit, but you would never know that I'm talking about taking a shit. You would totally think that it's something else. My lyrics are more so, like now from back then, my music is more mature. Back then it was a little immature, but it's certain pieces within that immature music or me rapping about just whatever, I can take that and manipulate it into you thinking that I'm talking about having a boyfriend, where really I'm talking about how I lost my damn teddy bear. You know, like, it's just <laughs> the, the way that I wrote that me, like, so serious. Like, I could even send you some mute, like a sheet of music that I wrote. And you would swear that I was talking about a guy and you would be like, oh, his name was Zach. No, my teddy bear's name was Zachary. Like, <laughs> why did I name my damn <laughs> teddy bear Zachary? I have no idea. But that was Differentiations because you know it was my life, so I know. But if I just handed you a sheet of music and you see Zachary everywhere, you're like, "Damn, she had her heart broke." Zachary, let me break. Nah, I lost Zachary ass. Like that was a damn teddy bear. Like my, like me reading it, I know what it is, so it's very immature. I'm like, "Damn, why, why the hell was I talking about that?" But if I take those lyrics and I put it in a new piece of music with a different beat. With different frequencies at different levels and monotone, you would swear mm-hmm. I'm thinking, I'm talking about something totally different. So it's kind of just like my music back then. It was very childish. But if you are, if you're not even thinking, if you're just reading it, you could swear it's the same thing. So it's kind of like a it's it's a break in my music. Really, like for someone who doesn't know me or for someone who doesn't even like that didn't doesn't know anything about me, they could confuse my old stuff. In my new stuff, and think that I'm just now starting out to be a rapper. Like, oh, you must have just written this. No, like, this is years old. Like, this, that, that song comes in 10 years old. But me personally reading it, I was totally childish. Like, I rapped about everything. Like, even to this day, like, if I get into an argument with my best friend, and I think that's what, that's the killing point. Because I can get into an argument with someone, and it's my best friend, one of my best friends, she's female. I have two best friends. One's a guy, one's a girl. I can get into it with her today. I can make a song about it and you swear I'm talking about a dude. <laughs> because of the way that I worded everything. But I'm really talking about her. <laughs> so it's just like for anybody listening to me, you would be like, There is no change, there's no break, there's no pause. But for me personally, I'm like, yo, I was talking about some childish-ass shit or, yo, I was talking about some bullshit and now I'm actually talking about a breakup. Tell the difference. But I really, I, I don't feel at all my fans would be able to tell anything that, anything from when I was seven all the way up until now, to be fully honest with you. hmm,
2: That's good when you can, when you, yourself, the artist, can recognize growth. Because if you're stagnant, you're not moving, and in the in the right. industry, as it changes on a daily basis, um, sometimes hourly basis, you need to um, not be in a position that you're not elevating yourself. So that that's good that you yourself can recognize the growth. Now, which song came first, "Going Crazy" or "Dreams" versus "Nightmares"?
1: Okay, so it was dreams versus nightmares. I wrote that when I was 17, 18, because I was, I was secretly engaged. And it was, Girl, you was, bad. Mom, you was just bad. You were just bad. Dropping out of school, becoming a rap artist, being engaged. You was bad. See, the funny thing is, That's no one in my the- family still to this day knows that I was engaged. <laughs> Girl, you live. You live. You know they know now, right? They know. They know (laughs) now. Sorry, uh, y'all. See, the good thing is you never got to meet them. (laughs) That's right. That's right. See? See? Oh, my God. Dreams versus nightmares came first. And the thing is, dreams versus nightmares, I pulled back a little bit because, like I was telling you, everything I make is actually true. So, I was, like, very emotional when I wrote that. Like, I had... I have so much more to put on there, but I feel like what the audience and what fans have to realize is that sometimes when you put that stuff out, especially coming from the background that I have, having like very strict parents that putting that out there, you're going to get scrutinized like badly like me putting putting that out there without thinking about like my background at all. It's totally fine. Like, I feel very comfortable. But me putting it out there knowing that one day my mother or my father is going to hear this check, I know that they will come (laughs) back to me and say, like, what the hell was that? You know, like, did you really go through that? So, some stuff I didn't put in that song, which I kind of regret because I feel like it would have made the song way harder. Like, the content would have just been so much harder. But I had to hold back a little bit because I was, you know, like, I was like, yeah, I don't want my I don't want my parents to hear this. Because how am I going to explain right. it? I can't even lie. Like, oh, yeah, somebody else wrote that, and I'm just saying what they said. No, nah, I really did. Of- because even when I performed that song, I still get a little bit emotional. Like, I get tears in my eyes, and I have to hold it back. Like, no, nah, hold it down. Girl, you want to stay? You want to stay? You know, like, good message like me can't say. Going crazy, going crazy was a freestyle on Instagram Live. And I had to literally go back on Instagram Live and record it. Like, I had to screen record it because I didn't even know what I had said. I just knew whatever it was, it was hard because every I kept getting dm after dm after dm Like, yo, that was lit. Oh, that was so hard. And the thing was, me and one of my friends, we were going back and forth because my producer sent me a beat. His name is Creed. Shout out to Creed. I love him so much. But Creed was like, I'm going to send you this beat. Let me know what you want to do to it. I was playing the song. My friend is a rapper, too, Juice Mars. Mars came in, and he was just like, yo, that beat selfie. So I'm like, yo, if you're going to take something for me, you're going to have to earn it. So what's up? We got on Instagram live, and we told everybody to vote. Who hit harder, me or him? My DMs went crazy. His DMs went crazy. All of them went crazy for me. And I was, I was so nervous because being a female rapper, to me, it's, it's 10 times harder than being a male rapper because you can sit there and talk about pussy as we all day and everybody's doing you for the rest of your life as long as you got caught. Right. With a female artist, it's more so like I can't really do that. I have to be structured. I have to come off a certain way. I can't talk about certain things because some people might get, right. you know, some people might get in their feelings. So, it's like, I kind of felt like, oh, snap, me going against him, like, that's a whole dude. I'm still going to murder his ass on this fucking beat, though, the best of my (laughs) ability. And if he wins, he wins. You know, like, if he wins, he wins. And I'm just going to have to ask everybody on Instagram Live, like, where the fuck did I go wrong? But to my surprise, even his DM blue-up saying, Rari, like, let me go follow her. What's her IG page? I was like, yo, I knew this was meant for me. So I was like, I wasn't even thinking. But the next morning, I was like, I don't even know how you have to record that because I'm going to lay that down in the booth. And I hit up Icon Studios. I was like, yo, let me get in there real quick. I got something to lay down. Like, just made this shit last night. Like, I need to get in there. Got in there, laid it down, and that was that. That, that wasn't when I was 21. That was this year.
2: All right, so I'm going to give them to you back-to-back. Back. This is Dreams vs. Nightmares when she was 17 and fresh out of a relationship and going crazy when she was 21 now. And I want you to be able to listen to how she's developed as an even greater artist. If you're just tuning in, you're live with Nakia on Tua Tuesdays right here on Indie Fire and our special guest, rap artist Rory Rain.
0: Hey, 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 Be on a yeah. nice like
1: this talk your shit and then we argue and shit about who's on your dick i never fuck with you the way you did it to me but it was never and us or we i mean i dreamt of us better yet it was you But then you started fucking bitches making me of a fool then you asked me that one question that's the day you were rude saying marry me baby i said bitch fuck you see it was glittering gold can't bleed my nigga was a hoe and if i really knew that shit i would have fucked me a bitch i took a sip of pain you had me drunk off that shit you said i was insane, but yeah i killed that little bitch i the drug that you will when you can't really get better. You love to fuck me, but you hate me. We can never repeat But we fight and make that fake love that you want, you're a tease. A lot of pain, a lot of pleasure. Man, that shit can be wet. I'm the drug that you will. Are you feeling this shit? Or maybe some of y'all this day is dick riding this shit. I'm used to lies and fake shit. Can't believe you made me feel basic. Thought we were one, but just face it. You're real this day, cause I made it. You'll hear this shit, it's gon' burn. And maybe one day you'll learn the meaning, us of some, not them. Till so that one day you'll be blimmed. 100. 100. A lot of pain, a lot of pleasure, man. That shit can be wet. I'm the drug that you abuse when you can't really get better. You love to fuck me, but you hate me. We can
0: never repeat, but so we fight and make that big love that you want, your receipt. A, a lot
1: of pain, a lot of pleasure, man, that shit gets me wet. I'm the drug that you abuse when you can't really get better. You love to fuck me, but you hate me. We can never repeat, but so we fight and. with this one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. Kill him, kill him What? how you know it's right. In the booth going crazy. Oof. In a foreign week, you can't taste me. Oof. Call it Dr. J, ooh, baby. Yeah. Pulling off a 12 and leave him angry. Dripping hotter than your ex, bitch. Swimming on your new hoe. If you ever let me fuck with your new girl, i have a fucking with the snow. You ain't getting street, got the little baby. Yeah, Or just the ghetto symphony. I'm the preaching to the choir. Cause these niggas ain't praying for me. I'll praise no angels. I can can never never save a nigga. Street, I was cooking up, they said you can't be a winner Running through these niggas like I'm running through my week Ooh. Last night said to myself that I'll be king, more like a queen That's to the I, you see, can't let another motherfucker Cap on my own Read. shoot game on stomp for bitch Can never ever wish that mm-hmm. I'll be rich, more like wealthy Make you feel it in your heart and tell you this ain't a dream Close my yeah. in my nigga, it's a yeah. Okay, In the booth going crazy, Ooh. in a foreign whiskey, you can't taste okay. me, in the booth Going crazy, Ooh. in a foreign whiskey, you can't taste me, Ooh. this street got the little baby yeah. Or just the ghetto symphony Ooh. This street got the little baby yeah. Or just the ghetto symphony, Ooh. all my niggas riding to his Heaviness, bitch. With the, the food. Yeah, you know today. Been with the shit. And that's on me, baby. Any motherfucker hate. i am see, baby. You see, you got the fire. It rained on. On a new different way. On jumping last long. Pop a scene in this bitch. That third match You know we hitting this shit. I ain't never been wrong. Pardon, go mode. I can't bleed, I'm cold. They say I'm getting old. Well, this shit, I'm bold. Rollin' with them bros. Never with them hoes. When them two weeks poppin', they run restricted strong. On, on that leaf, I'm gone. I'm like Al Capone running shit is crazy where the hell am I thrown? you know i'm insane who the one they blame i'm lighting niggas up, cause i don't give a fuck it's up. right in the booth going crazy in a foreign whip you can't chase me in the booth going crazy in a foreign whip you can't chase me this street got the little baby yeah. or just the ghetto symphony Ooh. this street got the little baby yeah. or just the ghetto symphony on, on that leaf i'm gone i'm like al capone running shit is crazy where the hell am my thrown? You know what I'm insane. Who the one they blame? I'm
0: lighting
2: niggas up. Cause I don't give a fuck. It's right. It's right. It's Rory. Right. If you're just tuning in, you're live right here on In Fire. On Tula Tuesdays with my guest, Rory Rain. And that was Dreams versus Nightmares. And I remember now she wrote at 17 versus Going Crazy. That's people at the age of 21. That's the hearing now. And I hear the growth. Even though you were talking about um, a devastating situation and dreams versus nightmares, um, you sounded very insecure of what you were talking about. Exactly. And it comes through. It comes through in your music. And going crazy, you know, you're on another level. And even though that was a freestyle, you could have went back and switched it up, you know, before you recorded it. But you can hear the growth. Your voice sounds stronger for one. You sound more confident <laughs> in what you're talking and speaking about for two. And it's, it's a song that anyone can vibe to. So that's definitely going to hit my playlist. That's going crazy. Um, Rory's Ring. Now, ah. know, <laughs> have, you, have you suffered any resistance or skepticism, you know, as a female rap artist, you know, um, it, you mentioned that it's hard, it's harder for the females than it is for for the males. Um, but have you yourself as an indie artist suffered any skepticism um, or resistance from males and from females?
1: Um, Normally and like I'm an uncensored person. Like I'm fully honest in everything that I do. That's one thing that I did take away from, you know, growing up with my parents. But um, full honesty, me doing shows, I I went into the show thinking that I wouldn't have support because I wasn't getting support in the beginning. Um, I got support from my father, but I never received that like from anybody else. Like, I would send music to people, they would be quiet, or they'll be like, "Oh, you know, like why are you doing music? You're female, things like that." Like, I wasn't getting support at all in the beginning. Like, I only got support from one person, and that was my father. Like, even though I was getting it, I was still taken back because it's like, damn, I know all these other people, I'm not. I'm not receiving the same love that he's giving me from not like nobody else. So I would always go into shows and everything, like going to booths, like thinking that people are like, thinking down on me. So when I first started doing it, I, I I like I received love, like off top from everybody that I encountered. Like I always receive love. And that's one thing like that makes me so emotional because I'm like, damn, like total strangers out here give me love And I can't even get that from my own family. Now, one thing that I do receive, like, in the industry, I get played. Like, I get people that be trying to play me a lot. But the thing is, even though I don't know as much as maybe a lot of other artists, I'm I'm not stupid, though. You know, because Fresh taught me a little bit about a lot. So I know majority, but I don't know everything so sometimes I might go somewhere and, you know, like I'm getting beat. That's that's literally why I worked with a closed circle because before I ended up hooking up with Creed and him being my producer and things like that, like I would go through beat methods like crazy, just left and right, left and right, because it was like they wanted more than music. Like it was always about sex. Like, oh, you know, like, yeah, i give you beats and let me take you on a date, things like that. And, like, the funny thing is you actually see that, on television with, like, loving hip-hop, and that, that may be a right. bad example, but you you right. see things like that. Like, you see it on TV. I'm the type of person, I don't... I never really got the chance to watch TV. You know, like, when I was younger, I was always outside. Like, I did kid shit. Even now, as an adult, I don't watch TV because I feel like most of it is brainwashed, but from what mm-hmm. I have seen mm-hmm. off of different shows, especially love and hip-hop, I go mm-hmm. through the exact same thing, and I never thought that would be the case, but do do try you, and females will try you too. Like I be having to tell oh, some hell yeah. women, like, "Hey, step off, bitch. I ain't gay." Yeah. Like, granted, yeah. <laughs> that's not anything. You know, what I'm saying, like, granted, I don't. I'm not. You know, like, I'm not gonna sit here and judge because I've been judged my whole life. So, who am I to judge the next person? I don't do that. But at the same time, don't pressure me like that. Don't put yourself out. Even you have even some people that'll tell you they gonna stop your bag, like. I'm, I'm not gonna name drop because that's not polite, but I have this one artist. He's a big known name artist. I ended up meeting him. He was talking about, oh, I want I want uh, you to sign up under my label, things like that. Now he hit me with the whole, oh, I'm trying to make you gay, things like that. I had to tell, hey, bro, I ain't even with the move, you know, like strictly business only. Don't, I'm not trying to fuck with you like that. And at the time, I was like. 19. I don't even know if he knew that, but I'm thinking to myself like, dude, like you in your mid-20s, late-20s, like, I oh, ain't trying to be with you. What am going to do with you? I need somebody my head. You know? And the thing was, like, I will never forget, I was supposed to be working with another artist, somebody that he was working with at the time. We was all supposed to be with song together. Dude completely drops me from the song, tells me that I'm not going to touch it. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, bread is softy. So I go to right, right. work with somebody else, and these people tell me, oh, we can't work with you because Grubber said you disrespected him. Yep. I think it's yep. like, where the fuck did that come from? I never disrespected him. He disrespected me, but I was always raised politely, so I'm not gonna just say, oh, that nigga said he was trying to fuck and I wasn't trying to, so why would you not, you know, like, I'm not even like that. So when they told me, oh, we can't work with you because he said that, you know, you fraud or whatever, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I just can't fuck with y'all then, like, if he can paint that little circle that I had, like, I felt like at that time I was on the, like, on the rising and missing and come up. Like, it was something like on some little Baby type stuff. And I can compare it to that only because if y'all don't notice, y'all have to do your research. And if you don't do your research, just pay attention. Little Baby I always been with um, Young Thugs. He be in all their videos. I think he was in a Gucci Mane video, too. Y'all never noticed it, though, unless... You a real big little baby fan, and you go back watching them old-ass videos, and you be like, yeah, that's my baby right there. You know what I mean? And I was doing, like, that same thing. You be in their videos, you hang out with the team, you know, like they basically molding you and shake you until they feel like, oh, it's your time. It's your time to go. You're going to blow. And then you blow. I was basically supposed to be doing that. But I wasn't up I wasn't up or down for the smashing. So it was, hey, you know, I'm going to stop you back. And bruh-bruh did. So that's why me now coming out as an artist, I'm always a little skeptical who I work with. Like, I'm always watching my back. And if I'm not watching my back, Creed watches my back. And that's why I respect him 100% because me and Creed met off a of freaking SoundCloud. Like, what the hell? Who meets <laughs> off of SoundCloud? But we, we met off a of SoundCloud. Because at first, like, when he had stopped my whole thing, that's why when people say, oh, Nicki Minaj ain't stopped no back listen, I don't know, you know, because that ain't my business, and I wasn't there for none of the bags, stopping. but I'm not going to put it, but I, you know, I'm not going to put it in front or behind somebody. Niggas stop people bags for real, for real. They tell people, oh, don't work with this person. And mm-hmm. the thing is, those people don't even work with you, and they don't even know why they're not working with you. They just know right. what this person said, like, that ain't even true, you know, so uh, like, to be honest, like, to give advice to other artists, watch who you trust and watch who you try to work with. Like,
0: if you don't at least
1: have a little, like, if you feel shaky about it, you feel some type of way, back that shit off. It might you might feel like that was your chance to shine, but you might want to back up off of it because if it don't feel right, it's not going to be right because that nigga gonna stop your bag, and if he don't stop your bag, they gonna backstab you some kind of way.
2: And she gave what would have been my final question. Um, the piece of advice that you can offer to, you know, upcoming artists. Um, this is one of those times when I wish our show was just a little bit longer. You know, a good thirty more minutes would be good. Um, but we're definitely gonna have you back on the show because once you're on the show, you, you become family. So I'm gonna stalk you. I'm gonna find out everything you're doing. I'm gonna know what you're doing. I'm gonna know where you're gonna be at. I'm gonna know when the new music is dropping. Like everybody else, you know, get the music to me so we can get it on. The new show that's about to spot the job next month, New Music Mondays. But at this point, I want to go ahead and give you the opportunity to get your contact information out so that those that are listening now live or those that come back to listen on either Spotify, um, TuneIn, iTunes, uh, wherever you listen to playback shows, they have your information if they want to contact you about collaborations, you know, about um, – the modeling. Um, let me see what else I got going on. I got a female in a magazine. Um, I got one that's modeling, I got one that's on FM. So whatever the you know, the the need may be within the industry. Let I me mean, throw that out there. You know, this is all music related, all right? So go ahead and drop the information <laughs> now. So that you know those people can get in contact with you.
1: Alrighty, guys. So my Instagram is I'm not famous, but it's I-M-N-O-T-S, the number eight M-O-U-S. You can find me on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, all of that. Rari Rain. Just my name. And it's spelled R-H-A-U, R-H-E-E last name R-E-I-N, and um, any collaboration, anything, you can hit my email. It's we.needrari at gmail.com. All right, so there
2: you have it. Let me let me really quickly give you our game, either or. Even though I feel like you got to learn a lot about her as not only an artist but a person all right, so who's your favorite, Cardi B or Nicki? Oh,
1: why you gotta do it like that? <laughs> um, <laughs> can I choose neither? Hum,
2: okay. You like money or fame?
1: Um, damn. I would say neither.
2: <laughs> Picnics or yeah. nice restaurants?
1: Picnics.
2: Are Snickers or Kit Kat? Kit
1: Kat! Ooh, I'm going to some chocolate, but i fuck a Kit Kat up.
2: <laughs> do you think before you speak, or do you speak before you think?
1: Think before I think before I speak.
2: I think before I speak. All right, so there you have it. Just a little personal information about our guest tonight, Miss Rory Raines. Very quickly, let me give my shout-out. Um, I don't have too many tonight. But if you follow me on Facebook today, you know, I feel like every day you should be thankful, just like Valentine's Day should be every day. You should show your love to somebody every day. You should be thankful every day. So I did shout about 11 people out who have positively impacted my life in this industry over the past, uh, I don't know, five, six years, however long I've been in it. But these people rock with me on a daily basis. They're putting some type of positive or affirmation in my life um, on a daily basis. So the conversation did get a little, it went far left, um, and and I don't know what happened, but you know it's out there now. So somebody that's been rocking with me this whole entire show, I want to shout out to my boo. Now for some reason earlier this week,
1: I got posted that I was married, and
2: I don't know how that happened. So I had to go clear some things up because you know <laughs> I'm not I'm not married, but I'm not single either. All right, so Tayo, I know you're listening. Uh, Thank you for your support, and um, until Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here we'll have the 14-year-old rap star from Brooklyn, New York, uh, Jerusalem, in the house. And then back again on Saturday for He Said, She Said. And I believe it's the last one for the month of February, I think, because we're about to end. So, again, thank you so much for being my special guest tonight.
1: And I look forward to following you. Thank Thank you for for having having me. me. You're so welcome. And again, welcome back. And I'm definitely going to hit you on your email and stuff. Thank you. You better. (laughs) You better. All right, guys. Until
2: Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a good night.